and welcome to the Salty Boys Podcast. I thought you were making a reference to uh, to uh, Gladiator. He's rolling another dice. Yep, that's good because that was a one. Oh, seriously, Tavares? Have I got a deal for you? It was only one way to sign a contract with Seamus. I'm already rolling athletics. The Salty Boys Podcast. That's whatever. All right, let's roll that back. All right. And that's how I lost my second penis. And welcome to the Salt Marsh Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you did that on purpose this the time. The Salty Boys Podcast is the name of our podcast. The and Salty uh, Boys Salt in the Marsh with Salt <laughs> and Pepper Salt Marsh. Boys. We, <laughs> I like salt. We sadly have a player sitting out today. However, uh, we'll go ahead and introduce characters like we always do, because we always remember to do the character introductions. Especially when so, we have new players. Exactly. <laughs> so, Except that one time, but we won't mention that one time. So starting... Camp? <laughs> no. Starting yes. to my left, working clockwise, uh, we'll start with Mikhas. This is Mikhas playing the captain. He's pointing to himself, because you can see that at home. I actually had to figure out which way left was in relation to our DM. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. N- not a problem for our captain in charge of navigating the ship. Nah, it's, it's only a problem with the player. I'll starboard and port to dear old Captain Fargus. That's true. Uh, this is Simmons, and I am playing the late Francis Bolf. This is AR. I'm playing Big Nick. And also trying to figure out why there's a buzz in our audio. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's a B in my headphone amp. (laughs) There's a B in the B movie as well. It was only one. (laughs) Don't let them fool you. The other Bs were actually (laughs) actors. (laughs) (laughs) No. They hired crows to play Bs. Oh, boy. Wow. The deep lore. And finally, to the last left. I have two thumbs and I am crunk. (laughs) And your character is? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> he, he's, From he Boston. Po- he pointed out that he has two thumbs because in previous days he's had three. He cut one off today at work. Yeah, sadly. And that's how he lost his third thumb. Wait, I, <laughs> I don't work. He's a polydactyl cat, actually. <laughs> this entire time, Mock has been played by a cat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Which is why he's so brutal. Cats <laughs> renowned for their fierce ferocity. Fucking hate cats. <laughs> what? Fierce ferocity. Really? <laughs> there you go. Um, right. It's okay. So we can descend him later. <laughs> where, where we left off uh, last week was uh, sailing into the sunset. Um, however, spending a night on the water on your way back into Salt Marsh, uh, day dawn, a new dawn breaks uh, as you bring your uh, you bring your ship with some ill-gotten gains into the port at Salt Marsh. Um, what's your plan? What are you doing? Uh, we've got the contraband stashed in your handy little bag, right, Big Nick? My bag of holding. Yeah. Uh, Feet. Francis. <laughs> gotcha. So I think we definitely need to, like, regroup and figure out, okay, what are the order of events we're doing? Because I know we discussed... Oh, wait, no, uh, the, the cargo is in the boat. I took it out of the bag. All right, you should probably go into the bag before we make port. <laughs> <laughs> that can happen. Okay. Cargo's in my bag. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Cool. With it's a, it's exactly. a tight fit. Do you take Francis out first? No. <laughs> uh, no, he's in there with everything else. That's okay. When you when you go to like take something out, you just like think of what you want to take out and you can take it out. So it's not like a true space where you like he's not gonna get smashed. Uh, Mark is well, gonna... that's disappointing. <laughs> I know it wasn't your I was all, I was half expecting him to come out as a meat pancake at, well, <laughs> by the time it was ready for something to happen, but who knows? It's like a cartoon. Sorry. You just blow into his mouth and it's just yeah. 
<laughs> so before we get started there, uh, we're going to cut to a, a cloudy vision of golden light, uh, heart music, the feeling of nostalgia kind of floats through the air. Uh, Francis, you open your eyes and there's no pain. You don't feel any fear or anguish or terror. Uh, you don't really feel much of anything except this feeling of nostalgia, belonging, and, and comfort. And straight up confusion. I Francis has no idea what's going on right now. So uh, <laughs> out of the clouds emerges uh, a, a female figure that you're familiar with in, in robes. Uh, she has golden hair, pointy ears. You know her to be your mother. Mom? Uh, <laughs> she says, son, I'm so glad to see you. It's, it's been so long. I've missed you. Uh, mother, uh, what, what, what are you to be doing here? My son, I perished. Do you not remember? Do you not remember me? I, I, I mean, I, I am to be remembering you. I am not to be sure uh, when you, when this happened. Shh, Though- shh, my sweet summer child. There's only one thing you need to know for our time is short. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Did I get you a summer child? Ooh, summer child. Yeah. So uh, she, she strokes a warm hand uh, on your cheek. She says, our time is short, but uh, a man will have a mission for you and he will help you avenge my death. There is only one thing responsible. The moon. And, uh, Sort of with what? A, <laughs> with a quick shock, we'll we'll be jolted awake to where where you will be shortly. Mm. So, uh, the boat folk, um, what will uh, what are you what are you up to? Uh, well, Mark is going to make mention that um, he is a cleric of this certain temple in town of this certain god, and mm. the high priest S is is whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, might be able to if, do something for the pancake and yeah. Uh, if you want to like take his his body out of the bag and like make a beeline, uh, if if you're doing that, you get like fast pass privileges. Okay, yeah, because time is of the essence whenever it comes to um, meat pancakes. Correct, <laughs> very true. So you grab him out the bag and you're booking it to the temple. We'll jump to that in just a little bit. Uh, the rest of you still on the boat. So the two of you still on the boat. Um, you have some ill-gotten gains. Uh, and, uh, there is a port authority that you have to like check in with. So, uh, there's also, you completed a quest, which you can report to the, uh, the town council and you, you'll be rewarded for. So what do you want to do first? You have lots of things to do. So Mark, Mark, you said, sorry, I was trying to fix this buzz, but you said Mark took Francis to the temple yep. and also port. We're going to retcon that since he's not here. Uh, uh Daffrin. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> Called the port. Yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Deferen's invisible for the purposes of this this session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got it's one of those uh, Dark Souls followers. Join <laughs> someone else's server, right? Yeah, we got a lot of shit to cover, so we got to mm-hmm. figure out what Prime Water's doing with all these this contraband. Mm-hmm. We also got to check in with the council, let them know that the ghost situation is, I guess, taken care of. Big then, true. Uh, Captain has some some bones to pick with a couple of the the politicians here in town as well. Um, so I'm thinking the captain right now is going to delegate Big Nick to uh, report into the council as well as see if he can find the best price for the contraband. Because I'm thinking uh, he wants, if we can sell this shit off for a fat profit, like 
we can like get prime water in our pockets and get a fat stack to boot. So I'm I'm doing both reporting and telling. The captain has the utmost faith in your capabilities. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll do you one better. Rather than the town council, you going to the town council, it appears that the council has come to you. Oh. At least Ada, Anders, and Jellen Primewater have all. So, so Ada Oland, Anders Solmore, and Jellen Primewater have all come to the dock upon hearing of your arrival. Uh, enough time has passed that they've come out, uh, and Ada holds a uh, sort of hefty sack of gold in her hand uh, with a smile on her face. Um, Just what I like to see in the morning. A lovely lady grasping me big hearty sack (laughs) (laughs) brash comments aside I suppose gold for a job well done and she'll toss the the bag to you he's gonna catch it kind of like jingle it around Mm -hmm. Uh, he's gonna try and like guesstimate how much is in there just by like Mm -hmm. how much it's shaking feels like 200 gold Feels like 200 if I've ever felt one, lads. <laughs> Even though there's only one lad on the ship. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Oh, actually, there's not. What's who, what's the, what's this Hobgoblin doing? Uh, he's not doing anything unless you tell him to. Um, Shit, we probably should have him go with Mock, because Mock can speak Goblin now. Yeah, well, enough. at least six words. Jell <laughs> <laughs> and Primewater is the first to notice, and he says, you got a stowaway. I, uh, something like that. Uh, more of a prisoner of war, I suppose. He was in, he was in the house. Yes, uh, tried to make fast work of us, but obviously we were quicker. We have a lot to catch up on. Uh, you should come ashore and check in any uh, any goods that you have with the port authority. Uh, we have much to discuss. Aye, thought we do, lad. Okay, so what's your plan for getting these uh, illicit goods through? I mean, we've already got them in the sack. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna check the bag of holding. Yeah. Yeah, so as you like as you go to walk by, they're going to need to be inspected. So if you're making some kind of are you planning on palming it? Are you planning on hiding it? Ooh, we don't have much time to I guess think this one over. Yeah. Uh No, okay. So they're inspecting us as we walk in basically. The port authority is. Yeah. So like they they say we'll meet at we'll meet at the empty net. It's your your watering hole. How many people are in the port authority? How many people am I being investigated by? Like right 5. Now? dock workers there's like one main inspector and then like four workers who are like going over (laughs) (laughs) you can say that into the microphone no i'm dead i'm not supposed to be you can't that guy just said table talk rules aren't you can be you can be you can be dead okay so you can the bag of holding as not francis i am going to suggest that you the ghost of francis passed (laughs) (laughs) very nice yeah, so I'm going to personally suggest that you take the sack and you shove it where the sun don't shine <laughs> in hopes that they don't do a deep cavity inspection. Mm, yeah, but Big Nick just doesn't... He doesn't like putting stuff up his butt. Okay. But he's pretty big, so he could probably fit that old bag. <laughs> <laughs> I could swallow it for one thing, but... Oh. Eh. So there's five. All right, Captain's knee-jerk reaction is going to be to like yeah, st- time is ticking. Kind of grab the satchel mm-hmm. of the bag of holding yeah. and kind of put it inside of it. Kind of like definitely try to hide it inside of his hobgoblin friend's armor. Yeah, uh, make a sleight of hand check for me, bitch. We got sleight of hand for days, bruh. Uh, that is a twenty. Okay, dang, <laughs> very good. 
it appears that the uh, the port authorities do not see or inspect the sack. So you are good. Um, we're going to cut to the Temple of Prokin. It's been uh, a couple hours. Um, rather than negotiating price and terms, they know that you're going to strike a deal. Um, they've revised, revived Francis. Uh, you know more details right now, but uh, Francis, you awake and there's a few sets of eyes looking over you. One set is belonged to Mach, your your traveling companion. Uh, one belonged to the high priestess of the Temple of Prokin. Okay. And the other belonged to a stranger, uh, an elf that you have not met before. Uh, he looks at you with concern, but with kind eyes. Uh, he said he looks over at Mach and says, "I think he's going to make it." Mach, you know this is the patron who has donated a significant sum of gold to ensure that Francis has been revived. Uh, Mach looks down at him. And he said, well, it seems you get another chance to die an honorable death in battle and make it last. Um, so Francis is very confused at this point mm-hmm. because he has a little bit of whiplash from the incomplete uh, statement delivered from his late mother that mm-hmm. he did not realize was dead. Right. <laughs> uh, right. So so, so he's, he's a bit shell-shocked right now. He's not going to be saying a whole lot. Right. Um, the elf uh, sort of looks over and puts an arm gently. Uh, you still feel the warmth of your, your like mother's hand on your <laughs> cheek, uh, but, and his cold touch kind of jars you. Uh, he says, Francis, um, you look like you've seen a ghost, but uh, I need to introduce myself. My name is Orphingwell. Um, it's a pleasure. And uh, he reaches to kind of like shake your hand. Um, I go to shake his hand back mm-hmm. and just kind of retract. I accidentally miss and accidentally up his breast. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, he... he uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Francis at this point is like very so much on edge. Yeah, understandably. You're like laying on a stone slab in a strange place. Um, the high priest says, Mock, you got... You did well. Uh, he was here on time and with the patron's money, uh, it will go to the reagents and a significant donation to the to the church will do some good. And then, uh, of course, Mock looks at her and says, hopefully we won't need your services again. If you do, we're here. It's not an inconvenience. And then, um, how mobile is the uh, newly undead guy? Uh, he, uh, you feel a little sore, but you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. For the most part, it's he's it, it's a it's a familiar pain, say from one of his past explosions that he's been involved with. <laughs> so, so he he's just fine. So then, um, Mark is gonna. He has a newfound respect for Francis since, you know, he did die in battle, even mm. though he's not dead anymore. Mm. Um, he's going to help him up, and then we're going to try and make our way back to the captain and Nick. Yeah. Uh, Orfingwell uh, sort of looks after you as you start to leave. He says, uh, Francis, I hope that you can join me for uh, a meal sometime. I, I have much I want to discuss with you of pressing importance. Uh, Francis nods and just immediately just, like, gets it. Uh, close on uh, Mox's rear and Come. just follows him out. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Coming out a bit He's strong. A close, <laughs> Francis. Yeah. Okay. No, no, he is quite literally latched onto your arm at this point. Okay, yeah, um, which happens to be convenient as uh, as you four meet up uh, in the street uh, mm-hmm. outside of the Temple of Broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have business, I believe. Welcome back to the land of the living there, Francis. Come. He kind of salutes you unironically. Mm. For once. For <laughs> the first right. unironic salute from the captain. He's got a few of them. He yeah. saves them for a rainy day. I like it. Mm. 
had to iron that one, straighten it out. Uh, so I believe you wanted to see, who did you want to see first? Kevin's got a laundry list of people he wants to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, he wants to check up on Eggplant Boy. He wants to see how he's doing. So I think Nick was going to suggest that, actually. So Yeah, pretty close to the docks, and you're already there. So um, you can find... Uh, you. Do you remember uh, Anton, uh, Anton Aubergine's mother? I don't think we met his mother. You, he mentioned correct. her. Yeah, so you didn't get to meet her. But her name was Adalatha. That's absolutely right. Ah. Yeah. It's almost so, like I edit the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so Adalatha Aubergine works uh, as a dockhand. Okay. Uh, so uh, you know that that's close by. Obviously, you know Anton usually works at the Empty Net. Um, however, given that you told him to go back, there's a good chance that he's probably at the docks instead. So that's where we're going to go. Yeah, uh, Adalatha's shop is a small, like, Teamsters union uh, just used for, like, contracting out work when there's lots of um, cargo to move in and out of Saltmarsh. You walk in the saloon doors, and uh, Adalatha is a half-orc foreman. Uh, She has short golden hair and blue eyes. Uh, She cuts quite the imposing figure compared to her, air quotes, son, uh, Anton, who uh, is sweeping in here. He's, his arm is bandaged up kind of loosely uh, and he's like st- kind of struggling to grab onto the, uh, grab onto the broom. He goes, Captain. Oh, it's, it's good to see you. Hi, eggplant lad. How's the nub treating you? It's been better. Aye, <laughs> but the memories of being a hero, those will fade less quickly than your scars will. <laughs> that, uh, pause. Uh, yeah. Quick, quick in-game aside mm. is, um, is his voice intentionally different, or you just don't feel like being so squeaky? Today? Was it? Uh, was he squeakier? He didn't, he didn't, have, yeah. he, he squeakier. didn't have the English accent. <laughs> well, he was, his voice I thought you were making a reference to uh, to uh, Gladiator. No. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, yes. <laughs> Always a Gladiator. Every no, podcast were, is a reference to Gladiator. <laughs> I thought you were making a Monty Python reference there. I go better. I go better. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, I didn't know if you sure. were on purpose. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm not going to be consistent with my accents. Okay, that's fine. That I was just. I was just going to say. Ooh, this foreshadowing because his voice his dropped. dropped. Maybe I was doing something there. <laughs> and so did his testicles. So, so not only did his his hand only, drop off, it only takes it only takes some <laughs> amputation for him to for his puberty to hit. I didn't mean to derail that entire conversation, but I just wanted to Captain's make sure about that was... to derail it. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of derailing, um, we're going, boys. We won't need any rails. Mm. Yeah. So um, get the boat. Uh, Adalatha actually speaks up. Captain Flint Fargus, is that you? Who's asking? Adalatha Aubergine, leader of the Teamsters Union in Saltmarsh. Aye, I found the right dwarf. Uh, when you say when you say dwarf, uh, you hear this scurrying of uh, like hard nails against hardwood, uh, and scrambling around the bench is a fire drake. It's a small, sort of like low to the ground, dachshund sized uh, salamander with uh, like dark green scales with. Uh, a red plumage and it scrambles around and says, Focha! And she grabs a boarding axe and throws it at the ground near it and it yelps and then scurries back behind the, uh, forgive my pet. I got it recently and haven't had time for obedience lessons. Wait, is Adalatha secretly middle name Mulan? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I didn't. <laughs> sure. Um, that flew way over his head. Yeah, it did. Woo! I didn't get him. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's flew not Mushu. The there. Yeah, it's, Forgive Vocha, I got it in a trade. 
I'm sure you know how these things go. You win something, you don't really understand what, uh, what's all involved in caring for an animal like this. He kind of looks over at all of his crew and he's like, have you seen the company that I keep, lass? <laughs> Quite a lot of exotic pets you've got. <laughs> Aye, exotic. That's the word for it. Including my apprentice here. And she, you know, reaches over and puts a hand on Anton. And he, he like smiles like a, like really goofy, like. Mommy <laughs> loves me. <laughs> really goofy smile. He's like, Captain called me a hero. <laughs> Captain kind of like winks over at him and goes, Aye, you'd best be treading lightly with this one, lass. He's likely to outrank you here soon enough. Uh, and she says, right, right, that may be. Um, anyway, I have, uh, I have some information that might be uh, of interest to you, uh, particularly a, a shipment that I think may require some of your attention, if you have the time. You have me attention? Uh, she says, perhaps we, uh, we have a... And uh, she, she covers Anton's ears with both hands. A more clandestine meeting. Aye, I see, I see. Uh, she says, uh, and she takes her hands away. Someone of uh, ill repute is taking advantage of above board trade in a way that I think is uh, not only undercutting my business, but is against the, uh, the code of conduct here in, in Saltmarsh. I'm nothing but a man of conduct lass give me some more details well i don't want to name names here but uh i can give you some details on a ship that's inbound this week uh i want you to intercept uh a particular few packages on board and uh and take them to ada oland she will see that they get where they need to go everything all right no there was a uh police car I heard the siren by. yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was like imagining that being in game <laughs> yeah because we're at the docks FBI open up <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, yeah Welcome so she, here I got my gun she, yeah, she gives you some more information about um, about the the boat you'll need to be looking for uh, and she tells you that the shipment is uh, illegal reagents that are not approved for salt marsh um as well as some other things that may be mixed in. But the big thing that tipped her off was that they were uh, illegal magical reagents. The captain's curious why she's mixed up with Ada, of all people. Yeah, uh, so she tells you that Ada um, often gives her information. Uh, she's a contractor for her sometimes, That as Ada's the largest, like, she has the, the most amount of boats uh, that obviously she... Um, is contracted out to her boats most of the time. So they have a good working professional relationship. Captain kind of twirls his beard a little bit. He's like, I'm going to need a crew of considerable clout to handle an operation such as this. Um, so, so Francis uh, walks up to the captain um, and says, and says, uh, Captain, if I may, I would like to ask a question. Ask away, lad. Uh, he looks over at... Uh, the wonderful woman in front of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, ma'am, y- you are to be saying you do not want these reagents in the city. Uh, do you have any particular desire what happens to them? They're illegal. They need to be disposed of, and I know that Ada will get rid of them. They'll, they'll disappear. Understood. Um, 
if we could see through to the disposal of said reagents, uh, would that be of any benefit to you? I'll be honest here. I'm not, I'm not quite, uh, if I was looking for a, uh, a quest commission, I don't have any money to offer, but, uh, I, I suppose what happens to them isn't really of consequence, but it's illegal. It doesn't need to be here. Understood. That's my concern. So then, uh, Mock kind of looks over at her and says, if you're not looking to pay, what do we get out of this? She says, I, I don't know. I'm giving you information for free, which and is normally more than I do for most. Kind of looks at the captain and raises an eyebrow. Captain kind of like smiles at Mock and goes, easy there, easy <laughs> there, lad. <laughs> it's like, I'll be taking the job. Uh, I su- uh, I'll be discussing the specifics with my crew here. Uh, do you have a time frame about when this particular shipment is said to arrive? Uh, it's the middle of the week. So like Wednesday, basically. So, and it's uh, it's beginning of the week. So How you do have you, time. Do you think Ada would be in the ship providing me uh, mood if we were to accept this request? She she may have more information and resources for you. Perfect. That's she, the next stop. <laughs> she also has a vested interest in making sure that Saltmarsh stays above board and legal and Aye. safe. I'm sure she does. Right. So she says, uh, I bid you uh, farewell and uh, it's a pleasure to meet you all. And uh, thank you for taking care of the boy. Kind of pats him on the back and goes, nah, lass, it's this boy who's been taking care of me. <laughs> and then he kind of walks off. Aw. Can I come? Can I come with you? <laughs> he shouts after. Ask your mother, boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He beat me to it. <laughs> yeah, he can go. All right. Yeah. We have two followers. Yeah. Speaking of which. So now DJ Skinny Penis has to voice two characters for us every yeah. single time. Except for that hobgoblin who doesn't speak common. True. But yeah, wait, now you have to speak goblin goblin. Yes. Yeah. So he's like following you around. Um, and he is tied out too because we did bind him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So His hands at least are bound. Yeah, his hands are bound. Um, and he, so at some a, point there will be. Um, he has a cock ring on too. <laughs> yeah, so, some guards have been that on as well. <laughs> some guards have been dispatched to uh, to meet you, and uh, as you walk out of the Teamsters Union office, um, four guards say, uh, "Is this the prisoner uh, retrieved from the house?" I don't know about any prisoners. This is our new friend here, the Hobgoblin. Yep, from the house. From the house. <laughs> they said prisoner of war. And I don't uh know what war is going on. The 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 lead one uh give me a give me a deception check. I like how the captain's just letting him run with this. Yeah, like, <laughs> I want to see where this goes. Okay. Uh how about instead how about instead of well Nope, it's a deception okay. check. Okay. <laughs> how about a seven? <laughs> yeah, so they're like no, they roll out like a, a perfect, like one for one, like sketch of the hobgoblin and like hold it up to him. Like, yeah, that's him for sure. <laughs> and uh, they're like, well, we're taking him to ask him some questions and uh, you can come see him if you if you have more business with him. He'll okay, be well, he'll be in Nick's, the jail. Big Nick's bag of holding is still in the hobgoblin. So, oh, you want to yeah. like grab that real quick? <laughs> yeah, but also I also don't want my hobgoblin buddy to go away. But um <laughs> What's your you priority? Want a, a sli- you want me to roll a sleight of hand check to get my bag back? Yes. Okay, because that also has like all the money that we st- uh, got from the place. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was minus two. Do it for the crits. I believe in you. 
That is an 11. Okay. You believe. So you do get the bag. It, it, it doesn't like drop on the ground or anything. So you, you know, proficiently like hand the bag off as he moves, as he's being grabbed by the guards. They appear to be distracted. So maybe they just didn't see. So they, they take him away and say, again, he'll be in the jail. If you need him, we're just going to ask him a few questions. He's going to spend the night. Uh, have a good day. <laughs> and they, they turn and leave. Um, okay. So yeah, you guys are free to go wherever you want. Okay. So I don't know if anyone else at this table remembers, but big Nick had one priority. Mm-hmm. This entire time. Yep. The only reason we committed to this quest in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone want to fill in the blanks here? He wants a to venue. have a concert. Yes, we're going <laughs> to have a concert yep. on, the, Hold on. on the gallows. Did he learn how to read sheet music in the last two episodes? That was also what I was going to ask about. about that in if, deep lore. If we can uh, roll for that sheet music later. Not now, obviously, because yeah. Big Nick's first priority is to get his butt back to the council to talk to Ada about signing those release forms she talked about in the first episode. Yeah. Do you, okay. I was just saying now, like if you want to, like as you're walking around, like try to pick out the sheet music, you clip on one of the clip on a lyre ah. to your, yeah, cl- to your uh, <laughs> instrument and like try to pick it out as, as things are going on. You're welcome to give it another shot. Okay. Now, now would be a good That's time a to performance roll. check, right? Yes. I can't believe I rolled so bad. I have plus five <laughs> performance. <laughs> Is that a negative I got an, six? I got a one. I got a yeah. one. I, I crit failed. Yeah. I probably would have given it to you if it was anything other than a one. Yeah. So we'll see. That's on the floor. <laughs> she gone. <laughs> oh, he, he's rolling another dice. Yep. That's good because that was a one. <laughs> <laughs> and what'd you roll this time? 15. Okay, that's way better. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, as you, as you pick it out, um, you are thrust back in time mentally to a time that feels foreign yet familiar. Uh, and you remember it's a song that a friend taught you. Uh, and the name that comes to mind is Sabi Sane. Hold on. Was that two days ago? Two days ago. Does it go something like this? That was foreign and familiar. <laughs> yeah, it's that that's the one. <laughs> Big Nick can't remember the name of the song. It's 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 um what is it? Is it um Couple Moons, right? Is that the name of the song? No. Uh we're gonna leave it at that. Some of the moons. Some of the moons. Some of the moons. Both of, Actually, of the stars. It, it's it's called One of the Moon. One of the Moon. Yeah. <laughs> one of the moon and you remember that your friend Sabi Sane was the one who taught it to you but other than that it kind of leaves more questions than answers at this at this point who who was that and why did who was that somebody <laughs> somebody once told me <laughs> the moon, the moon is gonna, gonna roll, roll me, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh it's Francis's song oh god <laughs> Francis theme song okay uh, I, I'm waiting for for Francis to finally learn what the name of this new song is. <laughs> so, Captain, you wanted to see Ada. Yes, we do want to see Ada. She too has an office. Naturally, um, she's a little busy. So, uh, you're you're welcomed in uh, on official business uh, past the secretary and straight in. And she says, "Congratulations again on on helping out Saltmarsh uh, more than you already have. Um, we're o- going over some of the information that." It's been given to us. Um, so wh- what can I help you with? I, uh, first of all, we've already been commissioned for our second job. I was hoping you'd be able to 
assist us a little bit. Oh, this isn't uh, council business. Uh, shit, what's Eggplant's mom's name? I need to write that down. Adalatha. <laughs> Adalatha. Mm-hmm. Appalachia. Appalachia Bumblebreeper. Bumblebreeper. Adalatha Aubergine. Eggplant's mom. Mm-hmm. Eggplant. A- Appalachia Pyrenees. That's her name. <laughs> Rumpledink. Gobbledygook. <laughs> Damn. Is that the name of the hobgoblin? That's a better. Yeah. Oh, don't worry. I got a name for him. It appears we have a mutual friendship with uh, Adalathi. Abracanash Abracanash That's abracadabra Alaka shit Oh Latha <laughs> We're not on We've only just met we're, we're taking things A bit slow here She says right Right I understand Sapir's world to be uh, Intercepting a shipment Of uh, some Nefarious goods Yes Yes I have some information For you um, And she oh, Excuse me She Um uh, rifles around for some papers and pulls out a, man- a ship's manifest for the Luna, uh, which is the name of the boat uh, that's coming in on Wednesday. Um, and she says, all the cargo is accounted for, um, but it's marked in ways that uh, are, are unusual and the weights and balances were completely off for this vessel. So the manifest to me already indicated that something is not happening. I don't want the port authority to get involved because... Quite simply, the newspapers will make a uh, make a show of it. I want this to stay above board, but I need you to get these things off the streets before they make it there. All right. So, what do you need to know? Uh, first of all, uh, what's the nature of these? Uh, what's what's the nature of the men we're dealing with here? Well. I haven't worked with them before. They're foreigners um, from the Southern Kingdoms. Bloody foreigners. <laughs> from the Southern Kingdoms. Uh, I've worked with good ones, and I've, had, I've struggled with some. So it's... I, I can't tell you what to expect, sadly. I don't know. Uh, we have a cargo manifest, but it doesn't say... Um, we don't know how many souls or if the, the reported number is true. So All right. Uh, what am I to be doing about... Acquiring a ship, uh, it's hard for me to intercept without a vessel of my own. Yes. So if you plan on intercepting, uh, the vessel that you brought should be sufficient. Um, I can work on commissioning another uh, if the resources allow. At the time, they they don't. We don't have the money uh, from the council. Um, and at the moment, my assets are tied up. However, we may be able to work something out, depending um, How much money are you requiring? What size vessel are we talking about? Can uh, Mock pipe up here? Yeah, absolutely. So if this vessel has illicit goods and is doing illegal trade, mm-hmm. wouldn't that be forfeit? So the vessel that you took with you is forfeit, and if you want it, it's yours. Mm, that's a little dingy appeared compared to uh, what you're wanting us to look into. And the captain needs a new ship. Side note, can the dinghy that we rode in on fit in the bag of holding? (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you and the dinghy you rode in on. Uh, I don't believe so. Just in terms of girth, (laughs) there is a magic item called a folding boat that Ah. that will actually, it's like a 10 by 10 boat. Um, 
I am pulling up uh, boat prices, but it is in the tens of thousands of gold, if ah. I'm not mistaken. So it is pretty expensive. We'll buy 10. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on my credit. <laughs> yeah, it's shit anyway. I was going to say, do you, do you have a, do you have a loan base system? <laughs> uh, no, your credit's no good here. <laughs> well, it's, it's more about who are you going to like commission to build it is mm. the bigger issue. Um, it's around here somewhere. I can't find it. It's in tens of thousands of gold. What if, what if we just commission Eggplant Boy to build one? <laughs> <laughs> Do we all want to die? A paper bolt of floating. Paper bolt. <laughs> you didn't tell me what to make of it, Captain. <laughs> it's, like that scene, it's like that scene from... Made uh, it out of sand, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene from Spinal Tap where they get the Stonehenge. <laughs> and it's like... You gave me a napkin with crude sketches on it, <laughs> with inches marked. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, yeah, it is happy to answer any other questions that you have. But um. all right, so <clears throat> we're in Ada's office. Are you done with Ada for now? All right. So Big Nick, uh, as everyone else is turning file and leaving, Big Nick lingers, mm-hmm. and Ada looks at. Did you have to let it linger? <laughs> Did you have to? Do you, yeah. you have, have to? to? Yeah. Do you have to? <laughs> um, Big Nick lingers a moment and uh, pipes up and said, So, about my part of this whole adventure to Ada. Yes. Because she was the one that talked to me in the first place. Right. Your show? Indeed. Why don't we make it a music festival? Nice. I love it. I say this week calls for celebration. Uh, All right. I would be happy to uh, provide some of the resources needed. Uh, however, feats are generally Jill and Prime Water's uh, field of expertise. So for planning and other resources, I, I would suggest speaking to him. All right. So you were the one that asked me about these forms I need to get signed. Consider them done. All I'll right. take care of them. I like that. Big Nick was going to waste his whole downtime week <laughs> running around <laughs> getting people paper. to sign. <laughs> I need a notary. Where's the, <laughs> where's the divi- boy? Give me a notary. <laughs> Can the anybody di- read this for? <laughs> where's the division of waterborne vehicles? I <laughs> already uh, uh, got All right, my cool. Big Nick's ready for his show. Yeah. So Big Nick runs about in the hall, runs back out in the hallway and grabs Francis and says, Francis, good old buddy. You were dead, but now you're truly about to live. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Cue uh, nice. like so, a hard so, EDM so, music and like <laughs> fisheye lens, like drugs. <laughs> so, so, so Francis' immediate reaction is to clench. Okay. <laughs> That's good. That's a good reaction to have. So Francis, you remember our deal that we talked about when we first agreed to do this house? I My I, deal? I am to be believing so. Yeah. So the only reason that I signed up was because they were going to let us do our show on the gallows in the center of town. I am to be understanding. Um, I I am to be excited. However, I am to be believing that there is somebody that needs to see me before we blow up the, the town square. Not a problem. <laughs> it's a music festival all week. So you don't have to be there except for our show. Understood. Thank uh, you. I only need pyrotechnics for my own set. So <laughs> understood. Okay. I. Hmm. Are you to be thinking that the sh- uh, that your portion of the performance will be after Wednesday? Well, it's a music festival, and the headliner usually goes last. So yeah. 
Excellent. I I am to be having an idea. All right. And I, I will need to be coordinating with the captain. Cool. And uh, Big Nick, wait, sorry. I keep putting my phone in my pocket because I'm an idiot. So, uh, so this sounds ridiculous, but you absolutely can like run slash participate, participate in a music festival and do this. Yeah. I, I'm going I'm to let you split your time. <laughs> nice. Um, so before we get any farther, Big Nick, we'll forget about this later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I produce... I'm a number one hit single. What's what's that? <laughs> a new hit single. <laughs> a number one hit single. Yeah. <laughs> so Big Nick produces from his bag of holding mm-hmm. uh, the six golden rib bones that we took from the skelly bonies. Yes. I don't remember how much. I think you said they're like five gold each or something. Five gold um, each. Yeah. yeah. So five times six is 30, right? Yep. And I asked Francis, is 30 gold enough for the explosives for the final act? Um, I am to be thinking that will help. All however, right. However... I am to be also having another idea. Once again, I would like to be coordinating with the captain. Um, And as a side note, Francis is very somber about this. It's uh, normally he would be very excited for the next big explosion, but yeah, you can tell something's up. So, Big Nick's a little too uh, too high on life right now because he understood. He got got told he's running a music festival this week. Honestly, Francis is very excited for you. And. Big Nick also realizes he doesn't know any other musicians in town, so this is a problem. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got something for you. Don't you worry. Uh, so you had something for the cap? Uh, excuse me. Yes, Francis so, had something for the captain. So uh, Francis uh, walks up to the captain. Um, uh, uh, captain, um, uh, may I to be having a word with you alone? All right. So so we step off to the side. Uh, so I am to be thinking. Well, f- firstly, uh, there was a man in the temple who was to be wanting to speak with me. I believe I saw my mother when I was gone. Mm. And he, I am to be assuming that it had something to do with that. Apparently, my mother is to be dead. So that's news to me. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Said, she said something about the moon. Um... We are, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm to be very confused right now. Also, um, so I want, to, I want to be making that a priority within the next couple nights whenever he is to be available, if that is to be all right with you. All right. Captain kind of shakes his head. He's a little, <laughs> he's, he doesn't do too much with, like, death and family and weirdness, so. Right. I mean, if it's any consolation at this point, Francis is—he looks more shell shocked than anything else. Right. So, <laughs> so you can tell that he doesn't really know what's going on either. Um, I was to be having another idea though, um, in regards to the upcoming mission that we are to be embarking on. Um, so, one of the things that I remember, to be mentioning. Top effort. Well done. Can you roll that back one time for us? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he kind of trills off as he just botches the enunciation. She was to be mentioning something about mystical reagents and stuff along those lines. I am to be interested in whatever that is. So long as we can 
to be keeping this out of the city. I am to be assuming that nobody will care what happens to them. I would like to be stashing them somewhere outside of the city if you are not to be minding, just for something for me to work on in my free time. To be clear, are you doing this in Ada's office? No, 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 no. I intentionally made sure that we are alone. Okay, yeah, so you guys leave. You yeah. guys I think are we're okay. alone now. <laughs> I, was, I was the last one in Ada's office. Cool. Yes, yeah, no, no. This, the, I assumed that this was occurring after Nick pulled Work. me aside. Yeah. And then I just caught up to the captain. I just wanted to be clear. Thank you. Absolutely not having this conversation <laughs> in Boss Lady's office. Yeah. <laughs> He's not that dumb. Just between you and me. You <laughs> can't between you and me, Captain. Between you and me, Captain. You're like right by the window, like her open window. And she's like, looks over. And like, Hi, right. Ada. <laughs> pretend right. I didn't hear that. <laughs> so, yeah, that actually puts the captain in kind of a rough spot because out of yeah. all of the nobles he's trying to rub elbows with, he really wants to keep Ada happy because yeah. not only is she going to like give him his status back, but she like has dirt on him and she seems to be the only one who does. And uh, uh, I, uh, Fran- uh, speaking as Francis, um, I am to be understanding that. I am understanding your desire to reclaim your former glory. Um, I want to ensure that whatever is to be happening with these items does not affect the city or anybody else involved with the, the crew or yourself. Uh, this is to be separate. This is just to get rid of it. I will ensure that nothing comes of these items if we are to be getting our hands on them. Uh the captain's probably not gonna be like taking inventory of the contraband. Um, so he just to give himself plausible deniability. He's not going to, like, keep track of it. Uh, okay. That's about as much as he can give you, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, Captain, if, if anything does seem to be going south, I will to be letting you know, and we will just dispose of them. I do not want to be putting anybody's lives at risk. Death's brought you a curious sense of caution, lad. You ought to be telling me. <laughs> I'm still trying to be figuring out what is going on here. <laughs> hey, that makes two of us, lad. <clears throat> All right. So, so what's next on the agenda? Uh, so Francis uh, does want to go back to the temple um, and try to coordinate with them to see if they kept an eye on our my elven friend here. <laughs> Who's got the Philosopher's Stone? Uh, I think you do. Yeah, I think we gave it to you. We gave yeah. it to me? All right. Yeah. Or did Francis have it? Oh, no, no. You guys gutted me. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't take your inventory. Yeah. Uh, you took but the I bones. I think we gave it. You gave me the bones because oh, they right. fit in Because you had the bag. bag of holding. Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Okay. So I and you also back. gave me the We left it back in the house. Well. Uh, I gave you what else? The chemical apparatus. It was worth <laughs> 20 gold. Ah, uh, right. Because you couldn't fit it in your inventory. Understandable. Um, so but I, if, if I remember correctly, you played with it. And you knew you didn't, you weren't tuned to it, so you gave it to the captain. And you're like, "That is correct. Can't use it." All right, cool. So captain's got it. Uh, captain wants to go find a. Right now, he wants to go find a high level mage to talk to him about this stone. Well, there is one name in uh, magic items in Saltmarsh, and that is Captain. Another captain. Captain Zendros. She's a tiefling. Uh, purveyor of magic items. She isn't a, um, she's a mage, so to speak, but nobody knows magic items better than she does. And nobody can procure magic items or sell magic items like she can. Mm. So if it's, uh, 
Nobody can sell things like Gaston. Exactly. I'm glad you got that. Um, <laughs> so you can identify. You can get this identified. Um, uh, oh, nope, that's not that part. Sorry. This, it's a whole page. Um, it takes... Hmm. Actually, this might be a good uh, point for us to take a quick pause. <laughs> yeah, let's take a quick break, and I'll find that. All right. Okay, be back shortly. Good. I took this uh, recording of this What's kid playing... Uh, it's like a big, like... Well, not a timpani, but... Is yeah. it the big, like... like it looks like a big one, barrel. big, like, Japanese one where they do the, like... Oh, okay. <laughs> so I wanted to make that sound, but I didn't have any plugins that I... Or I don't want to spend money on any plugins <laughs> to make that sound. So I found this recording of this kid, uh, this, like, 10-year-old drumming on a washing machine... And I chopped it up and I combined Stole it with a bunch sound. of like uh, reverb and other effects. And then I t- found this sample of Donkey Kong saying, Ooh. <laughs> I drop tuned it, layered it with the washing machine. And it sounds really fucking good in context. <laughs> you know what that sounds like though? Way too much work. <laughs> oh, I so, had a blast. Well, the Donkey Kong noise is like the perfect hit. Cause it's like, it's like, I guess digital. So it's, it's Ooh. just like, yeah, it's it's super short. It's super like punchy, and then you have like the washing machine like reverb. It's actually that. not a bad Sounds kick awesome. drum sample. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, by the way, I recorded that because I just wanted that story on on record. Oh, okay. <laughs> great! Because I, I just like starting recordings in the middle of Simmons telling stories. <laughs> so it's great. Yeah, that's perfect. Fair uh, enough. I appreciate that. So I did my research. It's going to take the entire week to have it identified. <clears throat> Unless you just attune to it, in which case you'll know what it is. Um, so it takes 100 gold for the identification. That's just the components. And it takes the rest of the week for her to find a willing uh, mage to cast identify. <laughs> gotcha. What's it take to attune it to the captain? You, you just say you ass. attune it, and then it's attuned to you. It takes an action, like if you wanted to do it in combat. Fuck it. Let's attune to this bitch. Okay. It's a luck stone. Uh, it means you can choose to roll uh, with advantage uh, once per day. Ah, wow. That's, that's it. Cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. So no Philosopher's Stone, sadly. Um, it appears given, uh, I think the book says something like, uh, if, you, if you tune to it and you're looking at everything, uh, it's like, oh yeah, no, this is all fake. Like all the gold stuff is like manufactured gold stuff. It's not like an it apple that was turned into gold. Correct. Yeah. So, so the golden rib bones are not actually golden rib bones. They're so gold, they're, but okay. it's just, they're, they're not like, real rib bones that were turned into gold. It was spray paint. No alchemy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, he's also got a book about the philosopher's stone. Yes. That has been he's appraised for. I have in my notes worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, did I not give you a solid number? I also have porn from the captain that I am never selling. Yeah, I think that one <laughs> was worth five. Worth gold. a lot. They were the, all worth the same. I think it was either ten or twenty yeah. per book. Yours. So yours is worth fifty gold Brr. to the right buyer. So your book specifically. So he kind of like blinks his eyes with an an exorbitant amount of panache. Mm-hmm. It's like. Speaking from one captain to another, uh, feast your eyes on this, and he kind of slides the shows book him, over. Shows her his dick. <laughs> to to who? I'm sorry. To uh, Captain Z- Zelda. Oh, Z- Z- Zendras. Zendras. Yeah, Captain um, Zelda. 
she nods and uh, she's a shrewd, shrewd businesswoman. Uh, she nods her head and says, yep. And hands you 50 gold. Cool. <laughs> Pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> right. Uh, Bring anything else you'd like. He is looking through his inventory. Speaking of which, Mock, you had a special sword, didn't you? It swings nicely. Yeah. Uh, that the hobgoblin was having? Yes. Um, do you want to attune to that? Uh, sure. <laughs> you sound unsure. <laughs> no, no, definitely sure. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay. Uh, it is a quicksilver broadsword. Mm. Uh, it is silvered for the purposes of overcoming damage reduction. So it basically, it's magic. It bypasses all damage reduction. And, uh, other than like innate damage reduction. We'll talk about that later. But once per day for 1d4 rounds, it could take the form of any other weapon. Oh, wow. Any weapon you choose. Like a cannon? Well, not a cannon. Trebuchet? Not a trebuchet, I guess. <laughs> I mean, not a siege on. engine. <laughs> <laughs> any w- one or two-handed weapon. Melee weapon. A Trojan horse? <laughs> what about a Francis? Can it turn? What about weapons Francis? that hurt you emotionally, Francis? <laughs> <laughs> oh, can it turn into my mother-in-law? Yes. Oh, oh I hope she's not listening. She's a nice. Lady. She's our only listener. Yes, <laughs> she was we, our only was. listener. We do have, as the last time I checked, which was like two days ago, we had like ten subscribers, and there's only six of us involved in this podcast. <laughs> And, and I'm not one of the subscribers. Interesting. <laughs> I think we've told a couple people. Maybe it was. Uh, yeah. But I told some, I don't know. I anyway. Mean, uh, so the captain is kind of glancing around and wants to know if the other captain, mm-hmm. he I, he wrote her name in quotes mm-hmm. in his notes. Captain. Be a captain uh, he's wondering if there's any like other magical like pokey things that he can get his hands on. In the yeah. Store. So you can spend 50 gold to get her services as an item broker. Uh, what the 50 gold does is you get to roll twice on a magic table. Uh, oh, so you get three items to offer at the end of the week. The 50 gold then goes to purchasing an item if you decide to buy one. If you see the three that she brings back at the end of the week and you don't like them, she keeps the 50 gold. Gotcha. Does that make sense? All right. So. So I give her 50 gold. I give her three things to like magicify. Uh, so you give her 50 gold. She, she sends her boats out to find magic items that you get three to choose from at the end of the week of what they bring back. Oh. And then if you like one of them or all three, 50 gold goes towards buying those. Gotcha. Is there any, can I like ask her to like take, like narrow her, the search results to a couple of. Yeah. If you want one specific item, she can fulfill a request from an item with 1d4 weeks of work. Her asking price is based on rarity, um, but she might be willing to part with an item in return for a favor. What kind of favor are we talking here? A sexual favor? <laughs> We're talking something extremely dangerous. Dangerous is my third middle name, lass. <laughs> yeah, so... Something that has been undercutting her business are the dwarves uh, run by (laughs) Manistrad Copperlocks. Don't worry, lass. We don't all look the same. (laughs) She says, no, no, no. I understand. You're not with them. You you look nothing like them. What's this this fucker's name? Manistrad Copperlocks. She represents the mining interest. Manistrad 
copper locks. She's on the council. You've seen her before. Um, she is a mining, a hearty mining woman. My kind of lady. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I sense a romance coming on. She believes oh, Captain Zendros believes that she represents a better interest for the town council of Saltmarsh. So she says, yeah, uh, I can get you an item you want, but you need to get me the town council seat and get Ministrad off the council. Captain kind of twirls his beard around. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of caliber of item are we, uh, are you anteing up for my services with this lady dwarf? If you're giving me a specific item you want, then, then that's what, that's my price. Hmm. I don't know if the captain's well-versed enough with, like, ensorcelled shit. He kind of looks mm. at Francis and goes, Francis! Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Captain. All right. I want me a weapon that's going to make things explode. <laughs> so, understood. Um, so, so remind me real quick, what kind of weapon do you typically use? Uh, captain's really good with the rapier. Mm-hmm. Um, he could also... He could also stand to, like, up his... Uh, ranged game but a cool ass rapier probably so he gets all the bitches a shotgun that shoots swords that explode into more swords correct (laughs) basically so what immediately comes to to mind is like something like master sword style where you swing it and basically a witch's bolt would come out oh like the master sword beam yes beam okay so the closest thing you could get to that is a plus one long sword of returning or if, if you're going for like to put it in video game terms, like them, like the master sword, it won't shoot out beams, but it, you do throw it and it goes pew, and like hits the thing and it comes back. Interesting. Hmm. Um, Cotton, would that be of any uh, interest to you? Sounds like a strength weapon. Not really captain's cup of tea. Well, so, so you can get a short arrows. sword instead. Yeah, which would be see, my, my first thought with the rapier is, um, or, or you could get a rapier of return. It would have to be a plus one rapier of returning. But what about, sorry, what about explosive arrows? Uh, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, all right, but, Captain's all about this rapier of returning now. Okay. Uh, it would be plus one. If I make it a rare. Yeah, that would make it rare. So MSRP, 2,500 gold. All right, so this so that's the price. This boomerang rapier in exchange for getting this lady dwarf off the council mm-hmm. and giving it to the other captain. Yep. All right. Captain's going to like give a hearty captain handshake, mm-hmm. but I imagine it's like a special seafaring handshake <laughs> that only true captains know about. It occurs so quickly that nobody can comprehend what just occurred. <laughs> you, you form boats with your hands somehow, <laughs> and then you like salute each other on the open, on the open the ways. The boat's dock. <laughs> There's docking deep. involved. Um, the captain's really, really yeah, you, involved with docking. You meet you in a, you, you reach an accord. <laughs> then we have an accord. All right. So I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this shop that we're in, um, is it a well-stocked shop or is it more of just a counter with the, the captain behind it? This is a commission shop. So like you go in, there's a counter, there's a couple seats, uh, and she has like a register of like people who've paid, and what they're asking for. Mm-hmm. So really the, this isn't the kind of business that uh, it, 
she doesn't keep the magic swords in a bucket by the door so that anybody can sure. grab them, you know, sure, like an yeah. umbrella. Um, so, so one of the, the, the things that immediately comes to Francis's mind is he wants something, um, small, like a, a focus that maybe, um, like a once a day kind of thing. It will either double or add a modifier to a spell of his choosing. Double a spell. Well, I know that's a lot. <laughs> so, so, so like so add like a, a D4 or a D6 modifier to a spell. Uh, basically something that just makes a spell hit harder. So you're, you're, you're talking in like feet territory in terms of, so like yes. if you look at the elemental adept feet, mm-hmm. um, that is like w- at level four, you can take the elemental adept mm-hmm. and that adds uh, a D4 of a certain element to, uh, of damage to your spell when you cast a, you know, f- a fireball, it adds a D4. Right. So, damage. so basically I'm looking for like a focus of some sorts, uh, that, that will give you that, that will just enhance, but it will be like a one shot kind of thing. Uh, maybe go with that cooldown. You want, oh, you want like a burnable, like a consumable and, uh, more of a cooldown kind of thing. I don't want it to be consumable. I want it to be say once a day, he can make a decision. I'm going to use this, make this thing hit that much harder and then put it away for it to, to recover. What okay. about a Ford focus? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, you, you use it and it blows up. <laughs> <laughs> so found on road dead. Hmm. I'm th- I'm thinking about that one. Okay. Uh, we can come you, back. You want a specific item. It's going to take a D4 weeks of work. Okay. Yeah. And he will wait. Well, it's only going to take one week. Understood. Um, do you have an estimated value of said item? That is what I'm trying to determine. Okay. It's sure. definitely not common. Yeah. Well, it's going to be uncommon. The dice have spoken. Um, she estimates it's going to be about 300 gold. <laughs> All right. Um, That's really the best you could ask for. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, he was expecting much worse. Uh, he realizes. How, and she yeah. says, what you're asking for is incredibly unique. I've never heard of something like it before, but if we can find it, I'll get it. Um, okay. Um, he's going to take a gamble, and he's going to uh, try to make it happen. All right. Uh, that's 50 up front? 50 up front, yep. Okay. I am down to uh, 19 gold. <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can Mock get uh, armor of not being hit? <laughs> you want to make a roll for that? <laughs> sure. That might be, that would be legendary, most likely. All right. uh, 50k GP. Uh, we can work on that. I'll steal a ship yeah. or something. Okay, yeah, yeah. What do I got to roll? Uh, well, well, do you want to, do you want to like have an, have like, three options to choose from at the end of the week or do you want we'll go with the three a specific okay it cool. sounds so safer. you drop just drop 50 gold and then at the end of the week I'll, I'll give you some choices to choose from as long as one of those is armor of not being hit for 10 gold <laughs> <laughs> yeah correct yeah it comes in a three pack actually everybody has it because it's so affordable so uh, anybody you ever fight will never be hit ah so, oh, that sounds awesome oh what's sick twisted price <laughs> Capitalism strikes again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so if we're buying in armor and stuff, we're already here. Big Nick needs better armor, like a yeah. lot better. Yeah. Uh, what would you like to buy? Um, I don't need anything fancy. I just need something that's got better than a freaking like two. Or I've I've a nine armor class. I'd like to get that to at least double digits. 
if we so, can. Yeah. Unfortunately, as a rogue, you only have light armor, or do you have medium armor as well? Or, yeah, do you have medium armor as well? Well, if this app wouldn't stop crashing, I'd be able to tell you. <laughs> What's Just your text? Ar- yes, the best light armor you can get is uh, studded leather armor. Um, non-magical. Yeah, non-magical. And that's 12 plus your dex modifier. Uh, and I believe that costs 75 gold. Um, well, it's still and, one hell of a lot better than nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is your dex modifier? Minus two. Okay, that makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let me find that armor for you, that armor price. Can we get him a metal cube to live the in? armor price. Yeah, so you can... I, I kind of hate this because you're, you're playing a, a low dex... Um, oh, it's 45 gold. Excuse me, not 75. So 45 gold gets you uh, studded leather armor, which is 12 plus your dexterity modifier. Um, that breaks double digits. It's better than nine. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping to see... I feel like if you're wearing studded leather, like, it shouldn't subtract from your, like, it shouldn't go less than 12, is what I'm I'm thinking, but... But again, my dex mod is minus two, because yeah, like, I made the worst character in the world, and I love it. You're a little clumsy, but, like, the armor's still there. It's not like you're, like, opening it up to be hit more, you know <laughs> so what I mean? So it's actually airbag armor? <laughs> yeah, like, uh... He falls over, so if, the airbag pops, and he is back on his feet again. Yeah, if you wear armor you lack proficiency with, you have disadvantage on ability checks, saving throws, or attack rolls involving strength or dex, and you can't cast spells. So they really don't want you to wear armor you're not proficient in. But um, So heavier, medium and heavier armors just have like, so uh, like heavy armors just give you a set AC. So like ring mail's 14, plate mail's 18, etc. They're a little more expensive, but not much. Oh man, I should wear some plate. Plate now, is 1,500 gold. It's kind of expensive. Donations, anybody? <laughs> is, um, are shields a thing in this game? They are. They give you plus two. They're 10 gold. And they That's give you it? plus two to your armor class. Yeah. That's it. That's it. And there's, But there's just like one, it's just shield. Yeah, That's shield. all you got. Yep. And whatever you want it to look like. You can't dual wield with it on, though. Sadly, yeah, so, it's, not mul- it's not additive. I mean... That would be ridiculous if I had two swords and a shield in my left hand. I feel like or you just duct tape a, a dagger to your shield. I wish you shields? could just That's have two four. shields and you'd have a plus four, <laughs> and then you just like one d four, or just you know one hit point, or you know one point of damage each time you. Pass yeah, somewhere. just just like fist damage, right? Fisticuffs. Um. All right. Well, how much was that studded? You said it was forty-five. Uh, studded leather is forty-five gold. And the shield, the shield is, 10. is 10. Yep. Uh, How many gold is silver worth? <laughs> What's the conversion rate? Uh, Isn't it 10? 10, 10, 10 to 1. 1. Is it 10 to 1? Because I think yeah. it's 10 to 1 all the way up the up, up the chain. So, yeah. We're going copper is 10 to 1 silver, 10 silver to 1 gold. By the way, what is EP? Electrum. Electrum. We're not fucking between. with that. I'm not, I don't believe in it. I, I disagree with it on a fundamental level. So what you're saying is you don't believe in Bitcoin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, that's correct. No, he does believe in Bitcoin. Uh, Electrum doesn't... is the cryptocurrency of uh, my D&D world. It's, uh, 
You have to find a special ATM though. <laughs> okay, yeah. so Big Nick's gonna buy. You have to find a special hobgoblin. Um, <laughs> speaking of which, so it's you said it was ten gold for the shield. Yes. Ten to one. So I have three gold worth of silver. Cool. Uh, that gives me sixty, and I need fifty-five gold, right? Total. Yeah, forty-five yeah. plus ten. Okay. Yeah. Or forty-five for the studded leather, and then ten for the shield. Ten for the shield. Cool. I'm gonna do that. You got it. Cool. So I have zero silver mm. and five gold. Not bad. Not bad. But I now also have a shield. So I can make up for my awful decks. Yeah. You need all the help you can get. Now, you won't be able to dual wield uh, anything you need freehand for. You'll have yeah, to, like, stow your weapon box. I, well, I, can, I can put the shield away, right? Yeah, it takes an action to do it. <clears throat> okay. It takes an I action can... to pull it out and an action to put it away. I don't think we divvied up our gold from the job either. Well, we did the gold itself, the gold and silver that we found. Oh, no, not well, what we got. No, not the actual satchel that we got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, by the way, Big Nick needs to sell this gold crap that I got from the he wizard's sure room. Yeah, what's your... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, you can do that. Pretty easy. Um, so and if you have the gold value next to it, you can sell it. Mm-hmm. You can pawn it extremely easily at value. Anywhere? Or do I have to go somewhere now? You don't have to go somewhere special. No. I'm going to say we just... I was going to say, yeah, because at this point now that I have a debt that I'm going to have to pay, um, I would like to sell the, uh, the, the, the chemistry set. Yeah. As well as all the golden bones. Yeah, you got it. What's the debt you're talking about? Uh, well, I'm going to have to owe three hundred. Uh, oh, f- another 250 gold here in a bit. <laughs> right. Well, so you, you've paid the retainer fee. Uh, that just means she's going to go get it. And then once she brings it back. Yeah, Francis ain't if you smart. Have the money, he thinks yours. that oh, he needs to pay this immediately. Okay. <laughs> all right. I'm going to say we all just get 50 from the job. Okay. So so it was it was two hundred. Yep, that's a four way split. Very ge- very generous for the captain. Yeah, <laughs> I say that's not it's not always how captain shares go. But okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> Big Nick needs to get rid of this gold's bones and all that crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, work. I, I can just do this here at the same yeah. shop. Okay, so I have six golden bones worth. You said ten. You right? gave those to Francis, right? I showed it to him because he didn't have the inventory room. Okay, he didn't right. take them because he needed to do other stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, and I and I'm gonna agree that we're gonna sell the the, the golden bones as well as the uh, the, uh, the the chemical chemistry. apparatus, yep. which was worth twenty gold, I believe. Yep. Yeah. So each each bone was worth five, five each, five. So I've got thirty from that, and mm-hmm. then twenty from the chemical apparatus. So that's fifty total. Yep. Um. So. Big Nick's going to give that 50 gold to Francis so that he can buy explosives for the show. Cool. Beautiful. Okay. Um, so at this point, um, Francis does want to coordinate with the, the, uh, the elf from the temple. So uh, I don't know if we would like to make another aside before we delve into that. So... Yeah, if you go back to the temple, um, the elf is not there. Right. Uh, however, uh, one of the if you ask mm-hmm. one of the uh, acolytes, mm-hmm. uh, they could tell you that uh, he departed for his shop, okay. um, Orfingwell Ordinance, uh, which is located on the outskirts of town. Okay. Um, Fr- uh, Francis wants directions to the shop, and then he w- wants to just make a beeline out there. Yeah, you get directions. Uh, anybody coming along? I'll go. 
I, I assume pretty much everybody's going. Honestly, at this point, uh, Francis is going to insist that he goes on. Okay. Any particular reason? Uh, he is very confused, and he doesn't want to trouble anybody else, especially since Nick has his show to prepare for, okay. and Captain, I assume, is or he, Francis assumes is planning for the the mission coming up. Wait, you said Big Nick has his show. Mm-hmm. It's our show, buddy. <laughs> I know. Our show. Well, but, Mark, my swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Mark doesn't want Francis to die, so he wishes him luck. <laughs> Much appreciated. Uh, yeah, so um, it's a it's a nicely built like it's better than a shack, but it's uh, it's a hastily built uh, sort of cabin um, just outside the the outskirts of Salt Marsh, mm-hmm. uh, and with a large sign uh, written in yellow paint, Orfingwell Ordinance. Okay. Um, as you walk through the door, uh, you recognize the familiar elf who's uh, stocking the shelves. Um, he turns and uh, and smiles at you. Uh, Francis, I didn't expect to see you on your feet so soon. I thought you'd maybe rest or take the day. Uh, honestly, I have been doing my best to clear my head. I am very confused as of late. I understand. I understand. And uh, I expect you probably didn't think the newest business owner in Saltmarsh would be uh, paying for your revival fees. Uh, yeah. Uh, Mark uh, briefly mentioned uh, that. And I am to be very curious as to what uh, inspired you to... Uh, do such a feat. Well, I believe we have uh, similar interests and uh, he, he kind of gestures to all the reagents and um, honestly explosive things that he has in his shop. He says, uh, I wasn't allowed to build in the city limits naturally. So my clientele is limited. However, I have need, I have need of field researchers uh, for one. And uh, I believe that you might be the man who would do that for me. Um, I am, um, absolutely interested, uh, would this be a, a compensated position or is this to be something, uh, what, what, what are you to be having in mind? Uh, commission basis. Okay. So the more customers you can bring to me, the better. Ah, you are to be looking for customers. Okay. Um, I guess, uh, so, um, this is all, uh, that you have been uh, looking for for me. I mean, I am to be assisting you in any way possible. I have definitely been specializing in this research for the past, well, my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) He says, rumor is that there's a, there's a music festival happening. Yes, that is to be correct. I would like that Orfingwell Ordinance be the the front name in the for the pyrotechnics um, of that show. Yes, um, that is to be something wonderful. Um, if I am to be remembering correctly, and Francis is just like ad living at this point, okay. but um, I am to be believing that we uh, were to have gotten approval to actually be setting off our own uh, colorful show um, at, without limit. Uh, my partner and I, we were to have been having a very uh, unique first performance that uh, forbade us from coming to a different establishment. I am sure you are to be understanding. The road to success is a bumpy cobblestone road. You are to be telling me, man. (laughs) Believe me, this isn't the first shop and may not be the last, but I'd like like to have some staying power in Saltmarsh this time. Yes. I have uh, have larger plans. I have very, very grand plans for for this location Um, and for you, my friend. Yes, so. um, I am I'm to be interested. Uh, I guess my only concern is to be that I will still 
be able to be traveling with uh, my captain and crew and uh, crewmates uh, while performing uh, duties uh, for this position. Uh, he crosses his arms kind of behind his back and uh, takes a few steps around and says, when I say field research, I do mean field research. Safety is extremely important to me. I can't have my customers dying because of a, a poorly made explosive or uh, a improperly mixed reagent. So that's why I rely on the study that you would be conducting. I am to be understanding. Um, as far as I am to be aware, um, most of the situations that we have been involved with was to be fairly isolated to very specific uh, missions per, per se. So I am to be thinking we can keep things under control and uh, damage to an absolute minimum unless to be absolutely necessary. He says, let's speak, let's speak specifics. Sure. And uh, he goes around uh, the, the counter and he produces uh, what looks to be some kind of contract. And he says, this is a lot of legalese, but bottom line is I'm going to give you three experimental uh, concoctions. Uh, you do your adventurer mission. You test out as many as you can, come back, record your findings, and you get paid. Um, that is to be something very good. Um, I will to be uh, starting immediately. Yeah, he flips to the last page for you to sign an initial. Uh, so Francis is going to pretend to try to read through it to see mm. if there's any big words that stand out to sure. him. Sure, give me an investigation check. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that is a 19. Yeah, uh, you pick out some words. Um, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I wouldn't say Francis is a lawyer. The <laughs> cat. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Tree. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> yeah. So um, it it speaks a lot about uh, incidental incidental insurance, like liability. There's no liability transferred to Orphingwell Ordinance. Yeah, sure. It's there's kind of an um, what's it called? An NB. It, it's basically uh, NDA. If you it, if you injure yourself in the process of testing this, uh, Orphingwell is not held liable. Essentially, but not only that, it, there's basically an NDA built in that like it, you're liable if you bring up Orphingwell Ordinance uh, when there's an incident. That uh, okay. Uh, Honestly, uh, Francis gets a little bit confused when he sees that. He's like, uh, it's probably okay. Um, I'm before he signs anything, um, mm -hmm. back to Orphingwell. Um, I am to be assuming that as I am to be testing, you are to be wanting me to keep uh, your name under the radar. He says, I, I encourage you to bring uh, customers whenever you can. Uh, and he, he sees the section you're talking about or the section you've gotten to. And he says, Oh, that's, that's only in the case of an accident. That's so if, you know, you blow up a house, it's not my fault. You know, it's, I you're am, doing it. I am to be understanding. So that's why I, I can't, uh, litigiously, I can't advocate, uh, field research on every subject. And that, that was to be my concern. Um, especially after, my last incident, I am to be a little bit more concerned about uh, the lives of my crewmates as well as myself. So I, so in, in the case that something were to be going haywire, I want to just ensure that, yes, I do not speak the name of the, this establishment. Lastly, uh, you see um, basically a, like a catch-all clause at the end that just says, 
that you will, uh, to the best of your ability, support Orphingwell Ordinance's uh, future projects, mm-hmm. prospects, and um, yeah, future projects and prospects. To the best of my ability. Yeah. Uh, Francis is like, yeah, that just seems like an assumption that yes, I will be helping with development and testing, mostly testing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, no, so Francis is essentially signing up to be a crash test dummy, and he's kind of okay with that. Yeah, exactly. So you sign away. Yep. And uh, and he says, excellent. And uh, he kind of folds it and um, takes it down into a, a file um, yep. and puts it away. He says, well, when you have an opportunity to come test them, swing by and I'll get you your, your experiments. Um, actually, I, I have to be... I have to have been... <gasps> right, the pyrotechnics for tonight. Yes. And uh, yeah, he, he starts gathering some things up. And uh, he says, uh, I, I've done... Uh, don't get me wrong, I've done you quite a favor in, in paying for your revival fees. However, this is for Salt Marsh. And uh, he, he grabs a few things. And uh, before you know it, you have a large crate okay. of, uh, of all kinds of colorful... Explosive. It appears to be fireworks. It's, it's a big old crate of fireworks. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I um, I was going to say uh, before I'm to be leaving. Uh, would you mind me to be setting one off behind the shop just to? No, no, not necessary. Save it for tonight. I am to be understanding. <laughs> Thank you very much. He says, "Have a good night." Uh, uh b- before I am to be leaving, uh, do you know of anything I can be doing to make some quick cash? I have to be in uh, a small debt right now uh, with another individual and I'm trying to just make sure I'm covering all my bases. He says, if there's something I've learned in this business, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a quick buck. I am to be understanding. Especially in Salt Marsh. actually is not understanding at all. <laughs> That's right. So he just stands there for a second. Okay, I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, yep. I guess I have a crate full of fireworks. You do. We're going to cut to the captain. What's he doing? Captain has a laundry list of things. Uh, mm-hmm. He wants to take these two uh, to go and... Pointing works really well on an audio-only <laughs> podcast. Yes. He's going to take really Big good. Nick and Mock. Uh, he wants uh, a guitar and the amplifier to go with him. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to take the crate of cables yeah. and the thermometer. We've got yeah, the empty beer can. We've got some contraband... Some incriminating evidence against yes. Prime Water to be. By the way, that's our band's name is Contraband. One of you has the smuggler background. Yeah. Am I not mistaken? Yeah. So what he was thinking about doing is uh, taking the bag of holding with his ogre friend's permission, and uh, taking it to his little smuggler's hideaway and kind yeah. of seeing if there's any underground black market knowledge of like this, yeah. these uh, objects' disappearance. Well, you so, can ta- you can take me with you. I'm planning a music festival, but everyone yeah. knows that. Yeah, any can... good fire festival doesn't actually have any oversight. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the American singles for the the sandwiches. Mm-hmm. You got to get the soggy uh, bread. Anyway, that's and a tangent. No, I don't no need water. to go on. We're good. No water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's hot as shit. Oh, and some chanterelles from the woods. So you can yeah you can grab the uh, you can grab the bag of holding to to go sell this stuff. Um, it's going to take the first half of the week. Normally, it'd take a full week, but since we we're doing this thing, um, we'll let it take half the week. Uh, I will have you uh, roll a carousing check. the The place you would go to like set up a buyer would be the empty net, uh, and you'll be kind of walking around using thieves can't to like sort of probe to see if anybody's interested in buying the kinds of goods you, that you're selling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's see. Uh, do you want to do that? Sure. Okay. That 
spending this time will take all the way up until the mission, if that's cool. Let's do it. Because er- everybody's going to get it downtime. So while you're rolling, let me get this straight. The captain grabbed Nick's bag mm-hmm. and is now probing. He is. <laughs> <laughs> and now he's carousing. Okay. Oh, no, boy. Just wanted to While check. While holding Nick's bag. Mm-hmm. Yes. And probing. So it'll cost nine gold as you, like, buy drinks for people and, like, try to get them to loosen up. Easy um, peasy. Maybe a couple fights with the bartender. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a meager 215 gold now. <laughs> nice. It's quite low. Yeah. Jesus, I thought I was Almost enough there. to buy the whole empty net. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Okay. So it, you do find a buyer. Uh, is it Seamus? It is. <laughs> oh, my God, that'd be amazing. Seamus fucking McTavern. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> It is a half-elf uh, from a small village about 150 miles away from Saltmarsh. His name is actually Francis. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, Captain, we find no a relation. elf we could sell us for more. <laughs> name's Francis Bolf, no relation. No, he's a, he's a warlock, actually. All right. Um, but he's come to Saltmarsh. Uh, he's a trader for now. Um, but he said he, he, is, he is interested in, in the trade goods that you have, um, specifically the silk. He says he's not sure he can buy the brandy, but he can definitely buy the silk. Um, can you give me a persuasion check? Yup. Since you are spending a good bit of money at the empty net. It's 10. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to use my luck stone. All right. Oh, yeah. To roll advantage on that. All right. You feel the. The power of the luck. That is mm, that is much better. That's a 21. All right. Yeah. So you were spending so much money at the empty net that you notice that Shamish is kind of running out of the good stuff that you're buying. And uh, you you hear him say, Oh, I could take a bit of brandy wherever I could find it. Oh, Seamus McTavish, <laughs> have I got a deal for you, lad? Uh, is it fisticuffs? So yeah, in, a, in, in rare form, his voice kind of sleeps real loud. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are we making a deal? I'm saying Seamish McDougal McTavish McNairn. I've got you some brandy right here for you. Scotland will always be free. (laughs) Ah! Um, You just like toss toss back a huge fucking tankard of ale (laughs) right into his face. Come into me back room and uh, oh god, <laughs> oh, that kind of relationship. So we can make a deal. He's probing oh. and now he's in the back. Room. Yeah. <laughs> well, show me what you got. And he takes out the. Uh, yeah, he, and he raises an eyebrow and says, "I'm. I see the stamps on those casks. Aye. Um, you, you rolled pretty well. So he's all right." I need to buy some new casks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the. I'll, uh, is is are the is his seal on all the bottles as well? Uh, so the brandy is kept in in like it's in like like kegs. mini barrels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like a small keg. Yeah, um, brandy, brandy cask. So uh, it's like burned into the wood of the of the barrel. Gotcha. So. I'm selling you the liquid, not the casks, lad. And it looks to me like you've got a lot of empty casks left to fill. Right. So he's like, ponders it for a moment. He says, all right, we have a deal. And uh, like reaches out to shake your hand. 
It was only one way to sign a contract with Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already He's rolling gonna athletics. Gotta beat the shit out of this fucker. <laughs> All right, Captain got a six. <laughs> so did Seamus. So, oh my god! So you've seen you've seen Predator, right? Yeah. <laughs> Carl Weathers <laughs> and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, like, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> just intense manly energy is just menacing, is floating like all around. The ceiling um, starts cracking and light starts pouring the, through. Yeah, <laughs> no, around you, it, the floorboards like crack. <laughs> Yeah, energy. I, I, I just assume from outside of this room, just there's a lot of like radiating, da- <laughs> like damp energy, just emanating from this sweaty room. man energy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, it smells like Anton walks in. <laughs> Sir, did you want me? Not now, Anton. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So you, you guys make a deal. Um, did I did I tell you how much all that's worth? How much no. you get for that? Okay. So since you make the two sales. Uh, Dang. Is, did, I tell you, <laughs> did I tell you how much like total you got? Did not. Like, numbers. I spent nine gold. Yeah. It's in here. I just gotta. We talked about it last time. You had an estimate for I how much it was all worth. Yeah. So. I live for these uh, Seamus and Captain interactions. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> it's five bolts of silk. At least. So. T- tally these up for me because there's going to be multiple numbers. So there's eight casks of brandy mm-hmm. worth 10 gold a piece. So eight times 10. 80. 80. Five bolts of silk worth 50 each. So that's 250. Oh my lord, guys. Um, oh, actually, I think I, c- I can just count on this. Wait, can I? It's five. Do you have a calculator in that book? So there, <laughs> there is eight... Nine total bolts of silk. So nine times four hundred and fifty. Yes. And there are fifteen casks of brandy. Wow. <laughs> Ten each. Yep. So one hundred and fifty, four fifty, five, six hundred. Crime pays, boys. Holy cow! You're yeah. loaded. You were carrying hot goods. Hot. Like, you are very lucky that Shamish is a good friend Ooh. and a sore loser. <laughs> <laughs> 815 gold, Dang. people. We're, we're in a stratosphere money territory. Uh, Francis could absolutely use a couple hundred. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Captain. Yeah, uh, Captain. Throw me, throw me I, I, I need some money, Captain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, watch out, I'm going three legs, Captain. I need some money, Captain. The captain. I need four legs on my chair, Captain. <laughs> the Captain walks out of the empty net. I'm on the Walks out of the empty net just waddling with his pockets Shit. full of gold. You have 80 pounds of gold on you. That's a lot. It's a lot of fucking gold. So <laughs> Good thing we have this bag of holding. Yeah, ten, ten, <laughs> that's true. 10 gold is... Uh, uh, one pound, typically. So, Mock can carry a lot. <laughs> That's good. And You'll Nick, need it. Nick has a bag of holding. That's true. It it does all fit in the bag of holding if you want to keep it there. All right. So that takes us straight up to the the mission, right? Yes. So that was your downtime activity. Um, did I? I didn't do. You have not, but it's going to be your music festival. Okay. So Lisa, okay. Uh, were you going to do any recruiting or anything like that? We got to find other musicians. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to visit um, the guild hall, the bard's guild hall? 
Yeah, even though I'm not a bard. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know that. But this is your first visit to the Bard's Guild Hall. There's a reason you haven't been getting gigs. <laughs> Seriously, you got to register. <laughs> so uh, you, you enter and there's there's a bunch of people just having jam sessions. And it's just a cacophony of like different instruments and sounds and noises. And uh, Sounds like work every day for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe it's a little better. It sounds a little nicer. They're, these are trained trained musicians. They're all very poorly trying to play a zombie. <laughs> all of them. Man. Yeah. So there's a there's a secretary there uh, waiting for you. It says, uh, "What can I help you with, sir?" Well, I am the famous Big Nick, hero of Salt Marsh, and also performer of Salt Marsh. I am oh. running a music festival called the Drowning Man Festival. <laughs> 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 Not taking credit on that. It's all DJ skinny <laughs> penis right there. Thank you. I'm very proud of that. Um, so we're running a music festival. I'm the headlining act. Uh, you may mm-hmm. have heard of my famous act that uh, uh, got us banned from all the bars in town. Mm-hmm. And uh, With I the need, exception of one. With the exception of one. Yes. But that doesn't count as a real bar because it's the empty net. And who cares about Seamus? <laughs> and um, I understand that was... Oh, I care the, about Seamus. No. I understand that was the deciding factor on um, you not being automatically licensed as a bard in Saltmarsh. Me not being a who what now? <laughs> Big oh. Nick has no idea what's going on. Uh, uh, remember, never mind. I, I apologize. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's good. No, Big Nick doesn't know he's not a bard, so <laughs> yeah. it's new information to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, um, well, just, normally when musicians come through, we take care of the paperwork and it's put through, but um, someone uh, pushed for you to not be recognized formally as a bard, which if you've still been trying to perform, I'm surprised anyone has let you. Oh, well... Shit. <laughs> Shit is right. Um, I, well, I, here, I, I'll, I'll take you down for a, a licensing. Um, I assume you have all the paperwork done for this festival? Yes. Uh, Ada Olin's got that all taken care of. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, I'll have our office get with hers, and we'll, we'll have that taken care of. Um, are you looking for other acts? Yes. That's what I came here for. Okay. Yes. Uh, well, there's plenty of other musicians. You might want to speak with uh, our guildmaster. Uh, she should be in her office. Uh, she might be playing, but uh, just look around for her. I, th- I think you'll. I think you'll find her. Cool. Uh, Nick's gonna look around for people yeah. looking like they know what they're doing. You look around, and we get the we get the scene of like uh, a group of people on the left move away, a group of people on the right move away, and then in the center of a of like a drum circle is a halfling with golden eyes and dark hair playing uh, a lute, and you recognize her, but you can't quite remember. And then you remember the name Sabi Sane. Ooh, and that's oh her. Nick's head hurts because some of the mental walls that the big got to break down those wonder walls. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. I've been waiting so long. <laughs> I've been waiting so long. Okay, I'm back. But maybe, <laughs> yeah, she's gonna be the one that saves me. <laughs> oh. Boo! <laughs> Today just it's gonna be the day. It's not even Tuesday. Anyway. <laughs> but then they're still gonna throw it back to you. Mm-hmm. And it, now throwing By it back now, to me. By now you should have somehow figured out yeah. what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna yeah. walk up to her and <laughs> I, I don't believe that anybody <laughs> she's going into his bag of holding. Yeah. Big Nick approaches mm-hmm. the person he remembers the Sabby saying and mm-hmm. says, um, Sabby, right? Do you remember me? Of course, you're Big Nick, aren't you? Uh, yeah. Sabi Sane, Guildmaster, Bard's 
<laughs> Bars Guild, excuse me. Right. Yeah, we uh, did we go to school together? Uh, that doesn't sound familiar. Maybe. Okay. Well, anyways, I recognize you somewhere. Um, I'm looking for performers for the first annual Drowning Man Festival at uh, Salt Marsh. I see. Um, I'm the headlining act, which was kind of the whole deal of my crew and I destroying the uh, or getting rid of the evil haunted house outside of town. Mm. She says, love it. Love the idea. Love everything about it. Did you clear it with the Temple of Broken? Drowning man's kind of, drowning is kind of their thing. Yeah, I got two inside men in the, the temple, so we're good there. Oh, good. And <laughs> I right. already got paperwork taken care of by the council, the town council. So. Yeah, leave it to me for acts. All right, cool. Um, I'm looking for a nice variety. I need some uh, some lutists and some loutists. Need some uh, some <laughs> both people. of them. I need some yeah. proficient flautists and loutists and <laughs> and and some people proficient in the sack butt. <laughs> oh, yeah. What? <laughs> Historical aside, the sack butt is the ancestor of the trombone. It's a real instrument. <laughs> yeah. But wow. it's just called the sack butt. I was going to say, I mean, yeah. I don't even want to bring up the German pronunciation of the bassoon. Well, the Go on. Well, you one. can't just drop that and not I say it. I can't say no. that oh. on air. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is a podcast. You can say literally anything you want to. I'm not going it's to. It's pronounced. The Italian one is penis. pronounced fagotti. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yes. Alrighty. So, yeah, she reaches out her hand and says, leave it all to me, Wunderbar. All right, getting some sack butts and some faggots here. <laughs> uh, and it's no longer even close to you gotta, PC. You got to bleep that just for fun. <laughs> That's the only thing we got to bleep. I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it just all so right. I can. Um, all right. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so uh, normally this would be, a, I would call this a carousing role where you would get like 2D10 and then you would get a uh, number of contacts. Instead, because of your resourcefulness, creative thinking i want you to make a performance role to see how well this music festival goes one <laughs> yeah oh, God. it's fire festival <laughs> i keep clipping the mic sorry about that no it's that's the the monitoring board oh okay it's not clipping and recording oh good oh my god would you roll three five that's eight total okay well thankfully you're not the only one performing your own performance is a little lackluster but it's the most um, mediocre show in town. Is the, is the first of any festival ever that good? I mean, everybody is always going to like say it was the best. I mean, Woodstock, but, but who's counting? Come on, yeah. My Chemical Romance. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so there's a, a, a bunch of acts up here. It's it's good. You, the, the turnout isn't as good as you'd expect. You don't. Your name doesn't have quite the staying power yet. You're not a household name in Salt Marsh, but this is your first step. So it goes well. With the help of Francis's uh, pyrotechnics, people pay attention, uh, and it, it, you do pretty well. Um, Excuse me. I debut the new song. Um, so what? I don't remember what we called it. Something about the moon or whatever. Yeah, and you get. Uh, but you actually have to play it. You well, get. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I also wrote a new song for our newest member of the crew. So your opening act is done by a dragonborn who uh, you kind of get buddy-buddy with. Um, he really appreciates the opportunity to play. Um, let me get a name for you. Um, uh, so while you're looking for that name, yeah, uh, I have a debut song for our newest member of the crew mm -hmm. who's missing a hand. It goes like this. Egg 
eggplant boy do 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 eggplant boy do 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 if you want him to if you want him to he can stage hand and I don't mean stage hands I mean stage hands all right, everybody, let's instead, give him a hand. Instead of the dagger taped to his arm now, it's the yeah. broom. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's doing his best to clean up all the confetti and, like, ashes of, glitter. like... Fi- glitter. Oh, my God. Glitter is the herpes so, of the production industry. Yeah, I was going to say... Stripper dust. I have road cases that I did a show five years ago with glitter, and there is still, still glitter, glitter in those in cases. Oh, my God. Was it at a strip club? Are there any shows that are not at strip clubs? Well, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. I should have been looking for that name. (laughs) You distracted me. I blame you. Uh, His stage name is Sir Scales-A-Lot. Oh, boy. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I got you. It's good. It's a good thing that the only people that listen to this podcast will actually catch that reference. <laughs> yeah. You, I don't know. His real name is Zarscan. Zarscan. No. Zarscan. Does that start with an X? Yeah. X A R S K A N. I don't listen to the podcast, so. <laughs> is that a um? <clears throat> Sorry. And his uh, his stage name is Sir Scales a lot. He's a slam poet with, mu- with music. So rap. Uh, he's a rap artist. So you said I get a, f- uh, not like he's, a favor, but. Yeah, you get a favor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's your, he's your contact. Uh, he's, a, he's a pal. Uh, what else does it say? He, he will be unlikely to risk their lives or possessions, but they he he is a trusted friend and offers help as necessary. Nice. Yeah. So he's you can rely on him. Would you also say that he has a stretch of land the size of Hawaii? <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. I'm <laughs> no with you. Else will. I'm with no, you're right. It's a very niche joke. Beautiful. Beautiful. I wrote that song and I can't remember how to play it. That's all right. (laughs) I was going to call you out on that, but I'm glad you did. Okay. So we've got a carousing. Got a carousing. You've got your. Kaboom. Your kabooms. What did you want your downtime activity to be? Oh, um, Mark wants to go do something. Okay. At the temple. Okay. He's not allowed to talk about it. Okay. Hey. Can you tell me about it? First rule of Fight Club is. <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, is this? Is this a? What, what kind of match is being held? I know you can't talk about it, but is this a money match? Is this a? Well, if this was a Fight Club, he would probably bet on himself to beat somebody up. Okay. I'm hypothetically call, speaking. I'm gonna call this. Air quotes employment. Because, but you're going to roll something different. <laughs> so instead of a charisma check, you're going to make a DC 15 strength check. I don't have a 15 sided dice. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> DC is a uh, dice check. So is that right? 
Probably. Whatever. Who cares? I do uh, have a just, 15-sided deck. I thought DC <laughs> stands for Daniel Cormier. Not I Daniel Craig? I'm pretty sure it stands for Russell Crowe in the movie Gladiator. What about Daniel Craigcliffe? <laughs> Dussel Crowe. DC. I got it. DC stands for Whitney Houston. That's it. There we go. We got it. Okay, never mind. <laughs> so you roll, you roll your D twenty. Add your strength. Oh, oh, are you are you short one? I think you're short one point. That's <laughs> a fourteen, but 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 mm. what's that? Uh, hold on. Sorry, it's taking so long. Uh, channel divinity where you add plus 10 to oh to um attack roll is that what it is hold is, on is it a d10 no it's just um what's your war Uh, attack roll, it's plus 10 bonus to the roll. To an attack roll. Okay, so this is a... Oh, no, th- this should be... It says charisma check, so it would normally be a stat. What's your athletics bonus? Is it more than your strength? Yeah, it's a plus three. Let's, let's say it's your athletics, because that that is more that so is closer to what's 16. happening. Yeah, so you do make it. I think it makes more sense for you to make it. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh. Bless you. Thanks. 11, 1, n- 9, 21. You're in 21 gold in your money match. Oh, thanks. There you go. All right. Mark is happy. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to uh, the seizing of the Luna ship, which we will pick up next time. All right. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> This is great because I sprayed a bunch of natty bow out of my nose at some point, <laughs> and I am struggling to breathe. Oh my god! Well, hold on. If this ship is seizing, should we call a doctor? <laughs> bah, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. Uh, are you recording right now? Okay, cool. Um, Simmons, Simmons, hey, hey, roll me over, Simmons, hey, hey, guess what, I'm a pickle, I'm pickle crock, it's the Salty Boys, and It's not bourbon. And edging! edging.